Hi guys, my name is Joan. My name is Winnie. And welcome to Undocumented. We're just two formerly undocumented immigrants. Giving our perspective on all things life. Woo! <laughs> Hope you enjoy! All right. All right. Uh, oh, so that's the drop. That's the drop. And, and then, then we just, then we have to add it to it when we sing it to the episode. Okay. All right. All right. Are we doing intro music? I don't think we need to yeah. then. Okay. Yeah. Well, we lit. Although I am going to miss the intro music. It just kind of sets the mood. It does. You want to set our mood? Yeah, let's set the mood. <laughs> All right. We're trying to be professional for y'all, making drops and shit. <laughs> what are we going to do this week? Let's go. Turn the mic up. Right, turn the mic up. That's hey. right. Oh. What? Okay, so we should. Oh. Hey. Hey. Oh, this is off his new album. Oh. I was like, oh, I was like, that's not the song I was listening to. Hey, guys. Uh, so that was confusing. Because <laughs> okay. I have a confession. What? I'm not a really big fan of like Swiss beats on tracks. You, you're a fan of his music. Yeah. Like when he, pro- when he produces. Right. Yeah, yeah. He just like him. He doesn't he, do anything. Has he been on a track in seconds? No, he just he says he stuff just, all the hey, time. Dude, yeah. Come in, 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 hot. Turn the mic up. Yeah. He's basically like Diddy. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. um, You know what we should have played? What? The theme song from Ghostbusters. Oh, true, because it's Halloween theme. Let's do it. Okay. This is the longest drop ever. This is too many. I'm keeping this in there. I'm not editing this out. (laughs) (laughs) Editing. Um. Oh, this thing sounds Mm -hmm. old. Somebody got so excited. <laughs> Woo, who are you going to call? <laughs> mm. Hey. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh-huh. Halloween. Hey. Welcome. Halloween. Hey. 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 Hey, it's SoundCloud, Spotify. Hey, SoundCloud, Spotify. Hey. Undocumented. No. <laughs> I got excited. Hey, okay. guys. All right, so our episode this week is called Mythbusters. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But we are talking about... Basically, our we're going to debunk some of the myths that are had. <laughs> you're going to see some. Okay, okay. Um, you're going to you're going to debunk some of the myths that um, are commonly um, propagated mm-hmm. by, about immigrants yeah. in the U.S. and you know elsewhere, I believe. But we're in the U.S., so that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just giving the real, like actual, actual facts. Yeah. Um, the actual factuals. Factuals. Factual. Yeah. Yes. What? what? Factual. Sure, okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> Um, so that you guys can, I mean, because I think even though a lot of people may not have the same stance as our current president about what immigration is and how it's perceived, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people also don't know the facts. Yeah. Um, and they just assume that we're just out here being illegal because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> right. Like, I never understood when why people get mad at immigrants. Like, you, this shit ain't fun. What people don't also know is, like, the reason sometimes a lot of people come when they say we want a better lot, like, future for their kids and stuff is... <laughs> Being an immigrant sometimes or being from certain countries, it's almost like being in the class systems of like back in the day. Like right. you were born poor, you're gonna die poor. Right. And you can hustle, you can work hard, you can get through it. A lot of people do, but a lot of people also want to go somewhere where they can give themselves mm. an upper hand. Yeah. With education, with access to jobs, yeah. money. Um so yeah, it's it's there's a lot of reasons people leave their countries for safety and financial and yeah. just they don't, they don't want to be there no more. Like, we don't want to be in Raleigh no more. That's facts. But let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. All right. So what is the first um, misconception? Uh, immigrants are responsible for high crime rates in the U.S. What? <laughs> are there numbers on this? First of all. Yeah. So people genuinely believe. Because you know how the whole MS-13 thing like whenever Donald Trump was like campaigning, he was like, you know, these we have to send the immigrants back because they just bring all their MS-13 people over oh my gosh. to kill all of us. Okay. Or like if people immigrate for like refugees, they say they're just going to be terrorists and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Um, the truth is actually um, immigrants are less likely to be incarcerated than native born citizens. Wow. Um, what a shocker. You know, it's almost like they came here for a better life. I don't know. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Immigration rates among, uh, incarceration rates among young men are the lowest for immigrants, mm. um, especially for Mexicans, Salvadorians, <laughs> Those damn MS-13 Guatemalans, and a bulk of, uh, who make up a bulk of the undocumented population. Um, to the fact is, if you have more immigrants in the community, your crime rate is actually lower. Wow. So, you know. So, I wonder who, I mean, is that a common misconception, though? hmm But among who, though? Who do you think? Okay, you're right. <laughs> but I'll, I think it's also like when you see some, just like the whole bad apple spoils the bunch. Mm. Like not all black people. That's are, true. You know, it's just like you. If one immigrant does something, then they can paint the whole group of them as that. Yeah, versus that's true. just taking an isolated incident. Right. Yeah, but it's and it sucks though because like the media like takes whenever there's like an immigrant involved, they'll put that first before. Mm-hmm they even talk about the person. Because mm-hmm. I remember when, um, I think it was the guy who did the Florida shootings. Oh, him and his son. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The the, the club shootings. Oh, yeah. the close guy? The one who killed the, the gay club that he shot? Yeah, club, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, um, whenever, like, the news came out, and I was like, just, I'm like, I'm hoping it's not. I'm, I was like, I'm hoping it's somebody white. First. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so the guy was, I think he was um, Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. but they were like, Immigrant, like mm-hmm. it was immigrant, was splashed across news everywhere. And then the first thing, like we can, we're looking to see if it's a terrorist. Right, thing. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's oh? So the second one is um, refugees coming into the United States from the Middle East serve as <laughs> as a pipeline for terrorists to enter the country. But the fact is, uh huh. Refugees are painstakingly vetted for possible terrorist activities before they enter the United States. Vetting is conducted by the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of State, the FBI, and the process takes up to two years to complete. The vetting process. That's the vetting process. Mm -hmm. And according to Teaching Tolerance magazine, (laughs) 
Of the 78,000 refugees, 748,000, my bad, refugees who come to the United States since September 11th, three persons have been arrested for planning terrorist activities. <laughs> Why are you weak? Because this is ridiculous. Three people. Wow, so three out of 748,000, so according to the records compiled in the United States. Meanwhile, refugees. you white niggas are shooting up everybody and everywhere. The white niggas? <laughs> Wow, that's that's crazy. If y'all, because y'all be asking for numbers of receipts and where where the studies and it's actually there. People don't care about facts. They just want. They just want. Do they just say that they care about the facts? Yeah, they, people just say they care about the facts. Well, I'm not saying people. People who disagree with a, a, a point mm-hmm. or think that their reality is real, they don't yeah. care about the facts because once you give them the facts, they're like, "Well, still, it's like they just right. want to be upset. They just want to be in their uh, madness, and they want to be right." And they're not. That's funny. Okay. What's the next one? Immigrants and refugees take jobs from American citizens. (laughs) And before I give you guys the fact, I just want to say that ever since Donald Trump has been in office, Winnie was telling me that it was the people in North Carolina who, like, had nobody to work on their... It was, like, in South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Like, nobody to work at their job because they mainly hired, (laughs) like, migrant workers. Right. But since y'all are deporting all of them... Nobody wants... no, not, no American wants to work that job. No, like, they don't take your job. They take the job you don't even want. Right. Let me just read. So, according <laughs> to the Urban Institute, there's little connection between immigrant jobs and unemployment rates of native-born workers. So, there's better education and aging U.S. population have resulted in a decrease in the number of Americans willing to take um, low-paying jobs. And so, immigrants and often just don't compete for those like higher grade jobs they usually take the jobs that like in the service industry where yeah. they can just do work work hard get a little bit of money send it back home to their families right. because the US dollar does go far where we're from yeah. so yeah we're not likely to take your management sales and office jobs right. we're going to take the janitorial the migrant worker the field work the co- construction all of that and then the ones that are quote unquote taking the jobs are the ones that are doing the job yeah. like they're better than you like <laughs> if you feel like somebody's taking the job that you're supposed to have maybe be better at that well, just be better just be better i don't know mm. This. Mm. what's the next one Number four. four. All right. Immigrants and refugees come to the United States for welfare. <laughs> you can't laugh. I'm sorry. For welfare so welfare benefits. Though, yeah. This goes back to like episode one where we were like, we don't, don't get anything. We don't get any government assistance. Like at all. So even, I like my status, I'm not allowed to I wasn't allowed to enroll for the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to collect unemployment when I lost my job. Right. I wasn't allowed to um, get FAFSA to go to school. Right. I wasn't allowed to do anything that associated with government aid because oh, mm-hmm. I was an immigrant. Right. And then if you're over here, depending on what status you have, you're supposed to have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So they're expecting you to have money and take care of yourself mm-hmm. because it's like we're not gonna do it. Yeah, okay, well, here's a fact. Okay, where are we at? Ooh, that's two paragraphs, John. Um, <laughs> according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, undocumented immigrants are not eligible for federal benefit programs. They cannot receive Social Security, so, social security benefits. So Supp- meanwhile, we're paying our taxes, though. Can't even get the money. You know what? Let's not even go over there. <laughs> Supplemental security income, temporary assistance for needy families, Medicaid, Medicare, 
or food stamps. Even most legal immigrants cannot receive these benefits until they have been in the United States for five years longer, regardless of how much they have worked or paid in taxes. The case is different for refugees who are supported by both federal and private funds when they first arrive in the United States. By definition, refugees are people who have been forced to leave the country to escape war, persecution, or a natural disaster and arrive in this country without resources to help themselves. The United States has a long history of supplying humanitarian aid to refugees. I'm waiting for Joan. <laughs> Why are you looking at it like that? So I've just finished. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, what did you think about what you just read? Um, well, it's saying that the United States has a long history of supplying humanitarian aid to refugees, but that's like the ones that are like in the extreme, like extreme needy like situations where they're escaping war. Yeah, escaping war. And like we had um our little panel, our undocumented panel, and there was a guy from the refugees office um, in there. He had a whole breakdown of the wait times that some of the like the refugees are are waiting to kind of like get assistance when they come here. And he said some of them it's like ten years. Some of, he said some of them have been waiting since the nineteen nineties. Oh, oh. Facts. Yeah. You're right. Because there was one, he said there was a family that, I think it was like they sent their kids over or something, or no, something they happened. Came, so they so they, they applied for it. After the two years of being vetted, they applied and they sent their daughters in like after theirs for some reason. Mm -hmm. Or they got their results to her, their daughters late. So they, the people and the refugees office, the US, they were like, you can go. Your daughter is right oh. behind you. Like, yep. not going to be a problem. Let yep. me have her paperwork. Right when they got here and they were about to get their daughter, the borders closed. Yeah. So Trump was like restricting refugees. Their daughter has been there since she was three. Yeah. And now she's like 10. Um, misconception number five, children of undocumented immigrants shouldn't have the legal, the legal right or the right to free public education. So in the U.S., children between the ages of five and 21 have the legal right to be in school no matter what the status of their documentation. Um, the Supreme Court made that decision in like 1982 that a state cannot dis deny students free public education because of their immigration status. Um, and one of the most important jobs teachers have at this time is to teach students how to determine what information about immigrants that they hear or read is false or simply opinion. Um, and damn, they're teaching kids how to be smarter than adults. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, that's, that's not kids are Kids, kids are, smarter are smarter than But why can't adults do that? I don't know, because adults think they're right. They don't think that they can learn. Facts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so main, the reason why a lot of teachers are doing that now is because they don't want like the school community to engage in the spreading of many misconceptions about immigrants that are being dis, um, disseminated recently in the media and by politicians. Yeah. Which also, you have to beg the question is like, why are politicians allowed to just spew completely inaccurate information? <laughs> For attention? Um, they're they're kings and queens of sound bites, <laughs> and people <laughs> and people kind of cling to that. And I'm just thinking about like when I was in school, um, like in elementary and middle school and high school here, I didn't think about my immigration status. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wonder how kids are now that are going to school with like kids that are immigrants mm -hmm. because it's open for discussion. And I'm wondering how? if there's like bullying or. How, like what's happening? I was on Twitter the other day, and a lady she teaches um, poetry. She's like a she has a poetry class that she teaches, mm -hmm. and one of the kids wrote a poem about coming out to his family as gay, and how like his mom basically like 
beat him and yelled at him and told him he couldn't be. And she was like, I was really surprised because I thought immediately that like, these kids are going to make fun of him or something. Mm-hmm. But all the kids in the classroom were like silent. And then we were just like, had a discussion about how important it was that they were able to write about their feelings mm-hmm. and talk about it. Yeah. I, there, so the Generation Z, which is the new generation of the younger generation coming up, they have more empathy. Yeah. And I think because they're the most diverse generation to ever exist, mm. um, they they see things a little bit differently because everybody around them is already brown. Yeah. I think true. it's just the people that are going extinct, which are <laughs> white people, are kind of like trying to preserve their spot. Yeah. And it's like you don't. Your, your skin color, that and that also proves the whole white privilege thing, is like you can recognize that your skin color gives you a privilege. Yeah. And so that's why you're fighting so hard to keep it because diversity scares you that you're going to be like mm. dethroned. Wow. But on the back heels of this, like whenever these conversations comes up, people are always like, the U.S. is not this. This mm. is not us. It is. When in actuality, this has always been us. Yeah. Uh, us and U.S. <laughs> Did you not? Did you not know that? <laughs> Oh gosh, <laughs> this is us. Oh man, dang, that's a sad show, and this is a sad story. About that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, when you think about everything that's happened, like the whole undocumented children at the border, what? Oh, I thought you were looking at something. Well, no, I was, I was thinking, like, could we do a "This Is Us" parody, like a sad story about immigrants <laughs> in the U.S. I'm totally oh, sorry, that. I blanked out. <laughs> sorry. You said this is us, and my mind started wandering. Oh, that is actually a good parody. Yeah. All right. Because there will be tears at the end of every episode. (laughs) This is us, U.S. U.S. Damn. Wow. 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 That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. This is us. Because... Even with the conflict, like the the things situation with the little the kids at the border, mm-hmm. um, and their parents being deported, now they're adopting them all. Yeah, or just, I heard they lost some more. Of course they did. Yeah, I just I'm like, but <laughs> that just bothered me. It's so it's so disappointing because you would think that a country like this would learn from their their history and their past. Like you fucked up with slavery. Yeah. Then you fucked up with civil rights. Then you fucked up with the Chinese internment camps. <laughs> then you fucked up by not helping the. Even like um, the Humans of New York is doing a series on Rwanda and the genocide, yeah. and it's breaking my heart. But I remember during the Holocaust, Jews came over and spoke to Congress and were like, they're killing us. Mm. And the U.S. didn't do anything for years until yeah. D-Day. And then Rwanda, like survivors of the genocide that were able to come over were like, they're killing us. U.S. didn't do anything until France got involved. Mm. When, like, There's so many times, even currently the genocide and stuff happening in Sudan, and in the slave like slave trade and um, Libya, like because of other interests, they just don't do anything. And yeah. whether it's domestic or international, this has always been you. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Put a mirror up. Facts. So basically, the power that the U.S. holds is just an illusion. It's not an illusion. It's real. But they just don't, they've decided that they don't want to use their power to help other people unless it helps them. Mm. Because you like remember the whole stop Coney thing that came mm-hmm. up, and the nigga had been out of Uganda <laughs> right. for right. years, and the reason why like they posters, did that was t-shirts, everything was he was they had just found a new oil rig in Uganda. Shaking my head, and it's like you you have to. It's just always that you don't want to be a conspiracy person, but you just end up having to be one. Yeah, I mean because all that stuff does exist, and yeah, I don't believe those kids are missing either. They know where those kids are. They, I just I just adopted them out. Yeah. Oh, God. 
But so that's that. It's kind of a depressing ass episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I think also though, like the whole thing about white people, like well, why why can't you guys come here legally? We were here legally, and it's like white people come here legally. And I weren't like that at all. What's it called? All right, let's. See. I think there's a, only one more minute, and then we can talk about more light stuff. It's not gonna be light because we're still gonna go talk about this. The whole just do everything the right way and it'll be fine. Mm, yeah, I think we're two prime examples of not. <laughs> And it's only because we had no other choice Mm -hmm. but to, like, do things differently. How everybody should kind of go about their day, for Mm -hmm. real, for real. The the thing is, like, before 1882, immigration cost was no more than your boat fare. All you had to do was get here on a boat. Wow. But now, Winnie was talking about the cost of it last episode, but... Was I? Were you? Or were we talking about it on Booty Somewhere Else? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, but so in 1882, Immigration Act established a head tax of 50 cents per person who shall come by steam or sail from a foreign port or any port within the United States. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an application fee, it was just charged to enter the country, which everyone pays 50 cents. 50 cents. So the money went into an immigration fund used to defray the expense of regulating immigration under this act. Mm-hmm. And so over time, it increased for like to $8 in 1917 or about 200 And that was a lot. But the cost. Of citizenship today, <laughs> let's just give you a. That's when a you background. get to citizenship? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for citizens who are lucky enough to be in a status where they can get to permanent residence and a green card, the filing fee for the background check is $1,225. Between the ages of 14 to 78. And that's required. <laughs> and that's. that's that's the filing fee for the background check. For the background, background. check. <laughs> wow. So after five years of good standing, the same number of years required in the 19th century, but with a much larger bill, uh, a green card holder may apply for naturalization. And this costs an additional... $725 for adults. For another background check. What? And a filing fee. Why? And so it requires two thousand dollars and a minimum of five years to become a resident. And that's just say that's just saying that I'm here legally. Right. Yeah. Um. And even though now we all know that wildly, about thirty nine percent of Americans only have a thousand dollars in their bank account for an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. So half of what it takes to become a citizen, and less than what is required for a green card. And so those who are immigrating for economic reasons are le- less likely to have it. It wasn't last episode. I was listening to one of our previous episodes. We were talking about how your mom won the lottery. Oh, yeah. And how, how niggas supposed to pay for that? If exactly. Uganda, right. <laughs> and then, and it's a family of seven, and you have to pay for it every, every single, single one. It was like between ten to $15,000. and it's American like American dollars. dollars. Shaking my head. Total, like if you're going to go from like one side to the other, you're going to pay about $5,000. Yeah. For right now, in the past four years for immigration stuff, I have paid about $2,000 Yeah. to just have no access to any federal thing. I don't have a pathway to citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to leave the country or get married in order to get that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like you're still dishing out hella money even though. Right. And, and weren't you, you had a student visa. Yeah, so I was here. So, like, my second student visa, I, I decided... I was given the option of whether to go back home or go back into school. So I had to pay to be in school so I could be here legally. And that was out of pocket. 
So that was about, you know, Mm -hmm. $20,000. Um, and then that's not even, but that's just for school. That's actually not that bad. That's for school. And then you have to pay the fees for like the, the filing fees where, and it's like three forms that you Mm -hmm. have to apply for. And then they can still tell you no. Mm -hmm. And then after you get out, you have to do a filing fee to get like a OPT, which is like a a year extension for you being there so you can work. Mm -hmm. And that's like what, like 500 to $600 for OPT. Yeah. So. It's a lot of fucking money. But even while you're a student, you're only allowed to work 20, 20 hours. hours. 20 hours on campus at minimum wage. So if you're supposed... At minimum wage? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So if you're supposed to pay... I don't know if it's changed, money, but I know when I was in school, that was, that was it. That was a thing? Mm-hmm. So if you pay, you're supposed to pay all this money and in terms of like your tuition, your filing fees, mm-hmm. but you're only allowed to work 20 hours a week at minimum wage. Yeah. How do they expect anybody to actually do it? They don't. They, they don't. And you're not supposed to be able to, to do it easily. So that's so so we don't have a choice but to sometimes do be out here. Yeah, be out here work under the table like how 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 do you expect this to eat like <laughs> Yeah. And it, the sad thing is the immigration system here is just so messed up. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, there are, there are only just a few ways to move from one status to mm-hmm. another. Like, you don't really have a lot of options. No. And the fact that, like, even with the caravan of people coming from South, South America mm-hmm. up to the U.S. border, yeah. and Trump just um, sent, like, U.S. troops to the border to not let them in, mm-hmm. that goes against U.S. immigration law. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to go in and ask for asylum because mm-hmm. they're running away from war. From, yeah. Wow. And so you're basically being like, you're not allowed in, even though our we have said our borders are open Bring me your tired, your hungry, your weary, all that bullshit that yeah. you guys wrote, and 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 that's all it was. It was BS. So like, okay, so when he so when he does these things, um, and please excuse my ignorance, and he sends troops, who who checks him? Who can check him? His so Congress can check him. Mm-hmm. So legislative and um, the judicial branches are able to check Trump on all of these things because there is law. There is law that um, there is I law. point to stuff <laughs> quietly so that you don't pause. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, there is there is things that are in place that stop him from making these type of decisions, mm-hmm. and that's why whenever he did the travel ban, the Supreme Court stepped in and was like, "You can't do this." Yeah. Whenever he dismantled DACA, they stepped in and was like, "You can't just do this." this yeah. Way. So they're able to check him, but the unfortunate thing is his party is so beholden to the fact that they just want the power Mm -hmm. that if they just go along whatever he wants to do, they recognize that they might hold power in Congress no longer. Or they might be able to put up a um, a Supreme Court justice who will vote conservatively and and, make sure that whatever he does, the Supreme Court doesn't check it. So, like, unfortunately, people are just not statesmen anymore. They don't care about, like, what is been written down as U.S. law or U.S. tradition or whatever the heck. It's just like they've decided to completely move away from that for the sake of just having po- like power. That's stupid and idiotic. Yeah. One thing I do appreciate about um, Canada's immigration mm-hmm. is each province has their own like immigration law. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's more controlled. Mm-hmm. There are more people like focusing on it. There, there's not a lot of like 
Yeah, things falling through the cracks, and then like, and then they also like just kind of focus on people. The immigration system here doesn't really focus on people. And it's like, well, then what is it focused on? (sighs) Because that's all it's making the making money, making money, making money. It's become just yeah, yeah, like a way from the U.S. to get money. I wonder, can we pull up stats on how much immigration, um, how much this country makes just off of immigration alone? Because, like we said, there are people that are applying for things that are not guaranteed to to get an approval. They can get denied, but they don't get a refund. I used to have to pay three hundred and sixty five. I paid three hundred and sixty five dollars just to be able to leave the country and come back in. Wow. And they can say no. It yeah. is not refundable. And then they also give you a package option where you can expedite it um, for for, for a stack. <laughs> <laughs> for a stack. <laughs> Right. Yo, the U.S. is a whole drug dealer out here. The, the, uh, immigration dealer. They're, they're drug dealers, too. It's not saying how much they... Like the... um. Bruh, off the DREAM Act alone, mm-hmm. if if they pass the DREAM Act and let these like undocumented like youth... And they're not youth anymore. Some of yeah. these people are in their 30s now. The U.S. would make $2.2 billion <laughs> over 10 years because of increased tax revenues. Wow. And That's so, wow. Let's see. So immigrants are employed by an estimated 40.7 billion, I mean, million people. Mm-hmm. Um, small businesses generated more than 706, $776 billion annually because of immigrant work. Wow. Um, and $776 billion? Billion dollars annually per year. So what the fuck? <laughs> so what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I don't know. Is it fear? It is fear. I think it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things, but it's fear and then... The U.S. is very... Is egotistical a word? E- ego, yeah, I think so. The U.S. kind of runs on ego, and they're non-inclusive either. Oh. Undocumented immigrants contribute over $11 billion to the economy per year. Those are the undocumented ones. Now think about the documented <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, all in all, the numbers are there. Yeah. It's just like they pay more than $11.8 billion in just taxes alone. That's another thing. They do pay. We do pay our taxes. We pay our taxes. We pay our taxes. We We pay pay Social Security even though we can't ask for it. (laughs) (laughs) What? I get Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security taken out my check. I can't even get all three. That's crazy. Can you opt out of that? No. Oh. Damn government. I think there's a way that you can, but it's like there was a lady that was like that found she was like a tax person. I think she used to work for the IRS. Mm. And then she found like this like clause somewhere this says we don't really have to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And I think she got like blackballed, like I don't know where she I think she went into hiding. Okay, she, well then I don't need to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find I need to find her story because it was crazy. It was crazy. I need to find it. Because she was probably a U.S. citizen, so if you gotta go yeah, she was a US, a U.S. citizen. Yeah, I'll, she was I'll a U.S. citizen. They were out trying to find her, but yeah, we gotta wrap this up, Joan. Um, so okay. yeah, so those so we those are some. Miss what? Miss Busters? Myth, myth. Busters? Well, we busted a couple of myths. If you guys have a couple of myths, myths, oh fucking hell. If, if you guys have a couple of myths um, or questions, some, yeah, just send us a message, hit us up on Instagram, and let us know what it is, and we will debunk it. <laughs> um, oh, God. Are we going to do weekend recap or? No, we don't have time. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, follow us on our Instagram at underscore undocumented. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on iTunes, Undocumented, SoundCloud, Undocumented. We are now on Spotify. Please follow us on Spotify, even if you don't listen. Add it to your stream. Yeah. You know, do fun. whatever you do. Just, just give us the numbers. So yeah, can, that's fine. That's it. And then you don't even have to listen to it. Just, like, click on the episode and just drag the little um the timer thing Ooh, to the end. Look at you just, get it out here, that, too. That's it. You know, if you don't want to listen to it, just help us out, bruh. And if you come to me, I'll I'll give you a dollar. You will? Yeah. Good job for you. I won't give you nothing. Oh, but don't listen to the job. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that a kiss? I don't want to kiss <laughs> Anyways, um Alright, well bye. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we dropping a mixtape soon, uh, y'all. Be on the lookout. Am I freestyle right now? Go ahead. Think about it. Goddamn my damn. Oh no, I don't know. I got nervous. I got nervous. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Stop, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Hey, 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 we Listening to we, we about to leave and go to yoga and no, it's Noah. Lot of drinks, I'm about to get lit. We about to do downward facing dog and shit. I'm not about to shit, but I'm about to shit on this beat. <laughs> that was so trash. I was so trash. All right, guys, but for real, for real, uh, look out for our mixtape. We're gonna be dropping it soon. Uh, yeah, that's that. We need a writer. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Moral of the story.